Sabres play a really bad team on Wednesday night. We'll preview the Blue Jackets matchup. I can't stand Columbus, what they're doing, and their record speaks for itself. We'll talk about CBJ coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Your Locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for tuning into the show. Joe DiBiase at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter at Locked On Sabres to follow the podcast account. And our YouTube channel is always available to you. On our uh, just search Locked On Sabers when you get to YouTube. It's really the easiest way to do it. YouTube.com, search Locked On Sabers, and you'll find us there. We've got a matchup to preview against the Columbus Blue Jackets, a 7:30 puck drop on Wednesday night, and it will be on TNT. So we have a nationally televised game for the Sabers against a really bad opponent in a game that they absolutely should win. I got some thoughts on the Blue Jackets. I've got some bets of the night. That I like for the Sabres tonight. Uh, also some trends to look at for the Sabres betting-wise uh, that go into tonight's game and might have you thinking one way over the other. Also, we always love getting involved with our fans. So if you want to shoot us a, a message or a question via our YouTube channel or Twitter, feel free. And today's question comes from Mark Skarupa. And Mark asks, what's next for the defensive third pair? Is Bryson a long-term answer Ryan Johnson trade is the question from Mark. And to answer Mark's question, I would say that Jacob Bryson could be a long-term answer on the third pair uh, as someone that is, you know, playing 15, 16 minutes a night. I don't really think there's much more room for his game to grow. I think he is what he is. He's a fun player. He's a small defenseman. He might be the smallest defenseman, I think, in hockey. Good stick handler. A fast and quick skater. Not necessarily the most composed skater uh, in terms of his strength on his edges, his battle along the boards, and that does make him a limited player. Uh, as someone you can only play 15 or 16 minutes a night. And his offensive impact, despite his style of play, because he's fast and he's quick and he's got quick hands, you might think that he's a very good offensive defenseman. And he's okay. He's an okay offensive defenseman. He's actually just kind of an all-around guy, uh, despite his size. He's not really that... Uh, impactful a contributor in the offensive end. So Bryson, I'm fine with the trade idea. We've talked about Jacob Chikrin on our show uh, through uh, the last week or so, and that's a different type of idea. That's really making your third pair into a two B if you put Chikrin on it, because that pairing then is kind of in step with your second pair uh, in terms of minutes played. So you wouldn't really have a third pair. And then Ryan Johnson, I think Ryan Johnson is probably destined to play for another team if he ever makes the NHL. Um, at the University of Minnesota right now, he can hit free agency in a year, not even less than a year, next coming free agency or offseason. And if he made it this far, I'm guessing that he's going to go all the way and go to another team. Uh, you could try to trade him, but his value is not going to be very high because the new team would know that he can walk away for nothing. So I'm not really thinking Ryan Johnson is the answer uh, much at all. And in terms of... You know, prospects in the Sabres system. Um, nobody really jumps to mind. 
that might be able to jump into that. The Sabres have invested a lot of draft capital in the forward group uh, in the past couple of years. So I'm not really seeing anybody. I'm going to double check to make sure I'm not uh, forgetting anybody on this front. Um, but I don't really think so. The last defenseman they drafted, look at the last defenseman they drafted in the top two rounds. It's Darlene and Samuelson in 2018, and that's incredible. It's your top pair right now. It's Ryan Johnson in 2019, and that's probably going to go away. Um, Owen Power in 2021, and that's it. Last year, the Sabres remember had like 11 draft picks. They didn't select one until round four. So not a lot going on in the system because a lot of those guys are already here. So trade would be my answer. Uh, Chikrin, if there's another guy that becomes available, um, I think trade is your obvious answer to fix the third pair. But lower on the priorities, I think below goaltending. And um, maybe it's right after that. Maybe it's right after goaltending. Anyways, thank you for the question. Sabres and Blue Jackets tonight. 7.30 puck drop on TNT. Uh, the Sabres lineup going into this game. Uh, nothing too, too surprising except what is going on in goal, and I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but the Sabres are going to be sticking. The lines are going to be relatively the same. They've had the same top two lines uh, for uh, about a week, week and a half here that have played Dynamite, Thompson, Skinner, and Alex Tuck as line one. And then the kid line that we talked about in our last episode, Dylan Cousins, J.J. Paterka, and Jack Quinn as line two. What about that third skilled line? I don't even really want to call it the third line because the third line in terms of ice time typically has been the Sabres checking line, which has been Kyle Oposo, Zemgis Gergensens, and then rotating in a different person. Well, the middle stat line is the one that's been struggling the most, and that's theoretically your third skilled line. And in the last game against the San Jose Sharks, Don Granado took Peyton Krebs off that line, which, by the way, rejuvenated Krebs, and put Tyson Jost on that line at center and moved Middlestat to the wing. And that is what he is going to be rolling with. That's what Don Granato will be rolling with going into Columbus on Wednesday night. Tyson Jost will be centering Casey Middlestat and uh, and Victor Olofsson. Excuse me. Um, got the dog down here. He's he's trying to get involved in the show. So if Finn makes an appearance uh, on the, uh, the YouTube channel, we'll see if... Uh, the listeners can pick up on it. Um, but anyways, uh, we'll have Middlestat on the wing, which will be an interesting experiment. I think Middlestat at this point in his career probably should be on the wing. I think it should be done with him at center. Uh, I'm, I'd be done with him at center. I would put Krebs there, but Jost, okay, fine. Let's see if he can give them anything. Krebs down with Okposo and Zemgis Jurgensen's. Um, goaltending. Uka Pekalukanen is going to get the start between the pipes against the Blue Jackets, which likely means that Craig Anderson will get one game against the Penguins on either Friday or Saturday night, probably Friday. Lukanen plays on Wednesday night, and then Lukanen plays again on Saturday. So a little bit of an interesting decision there by Granado. He had an opportunity here to play one goalie twice and the other one once, and he's choosing UPL. He's choosing Lukanen to play twice. And despite the fact that I'd like to explore more and more the upside of Lucan and to see if they could turn him into anything on the short term. It's not happening right now. I mean, his safe percentage is dog bleep to say, to, to be, uh, to be frank. He's been bad in the last three, four games and the Sabres are not dead. I make the, I made the argument last show as to how the Sabres can get right back into the playoff race and they could do it within this week. They got to get these three results. It's tough 
it's uh, easier said than done to win three games in a row in regulation. But if they win these three games in regulation, they will be three points behind the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are in a playoff spot. And the Sabres are choosing to go with a goaltender that is an 865 save percentage in the last week of the season. And that is really worrisome. Whereas Craig Anderson has played fine. He's played okay. He's been the best of the Sabres three goaltenders, surprisingly. Um, but Lukanen is the one. And I get it. it. Getting him his games. Development. Finding out if there's anything there. This is one decision where I could have seen Granado going the other way. Because they are still trying to find the results. And there'll be time later in the year. If, if the Sabres fall short of expectations, like could very well happen, there'll be plenty of time in March and April to get Lucan in a bunch of games to further develop him and try to make him into something for next season. Uh, but doing it now in December, interesting decision. I think some on Twitter, Sabres Twitter, were more critical of it than I was, was because I do like trying to exhaust all options when it comes to upside and when it comes to youth. And Lucan, of course, has that over Craig Anderson, but I would have understood it if, if uh, Granada went the other way. Uh, we'll talk about the Blue Jackets lineup when we come back, and also just their season as a whole. It dumbfounds me. I can't believe what they thought they were going to be able to do going into this year, and it is not going well. So we'll talk about CBJ, the Columbus Blue Jackets, Wednesday night's opponent when we come back here in the Lockdown Savers podcast with Joe DiBiase. We are brought to you here in the Lockdown Savers podcast by Simply Safe. At Lockdown Savers, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Lockdown Savers listeners 40% off a new security system. Don't put this off. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get higher priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect home or motion that alert you when a threat is real. It even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 monitoring service costs under a dollar per day, less than half a price of the traditional home security systems. Don't miss your chance to save big. Remember, 40% off for Locked on Sabres listeners, and you can get 40% off on any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. They face the Columbus Blue Jackets in Columbus on Wednesday night. And what is going on with the Columbus Blue Jackets? They made a big, flashy free agent signing in the offseason. Remember Johnny Goudreau? You might have forgotten that Johnny Goudreau is in Columbus, but he is. And he's playing great. Over a point a game, 27 points, 9 goals, and 18 assists in 24 games played. That leads the Blue Jackets over 20 minutes a night. He has stepped right in. He's been great. But this is why, for me, the decision by the Blue Jackets to pay Goudreau a massive contract at 29 years old and Goudreau's decision to go to the Blue Jackets and reportedly turn down more money from other teams was always a questionable one, especially when it's not home for him. If he had gone to the Devils and gone home there or Philly, it would have made some sense. Columbus, I mean, it is closer to home by a lot than Calgary, but it's still pretty darn far away. So 
what was going into Goudreau's thought, Goudreau's thought process. We might never really know. We might never really catch him in a fully honest moment to find this, to find out what happened in this crazy signing. Uh, but this is why you don't go to Columbus, even with Goudreau there, dead last. And they were never going to be great. They were never going to be a playoff team. They were never going to be a division opponent. I mean, that ship has sailed. That core that they had with Artemi Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky and Cam Atkinson and Seth Jones, it's it's long gone. And they've got some nice players, uh, Zach Wierenski most notably. But Goudreau was never just a final piece. He had to be a core player on that team. And I love Johnny Goudreau, but I would not want him as my number one player uh, on a franchise without the, a perfect type of infrastructure around him, and the Blue Jackets did not have that to offer. Now, Columbus' season so far, they are dead last in the Eastern Conference, 18 points in 24 games played. That is also tied for the second fewest amount of points in the NHL this season as a whole. Eight, 14, and two. Eight wins and 20, uh, or excuse me, eight wins and 16 losses for the Blue Jackets this season. They have a minus 29 goal differential that is third worst in the NHL. Only Anaheim and Chicago are worse. Some of it is not their fault. I think their roster build is flawed, and I never thought they were going to be a good team, and they're not. But a big reason why they are where they are is we have to chalk it up to injuries. We have to give them a bit of the injury excuse and especially some of the, the the talented players they've had that have gone down due to injury, especially on the blue line. Their number one defenseman, Zach Wierenski, lost for the season. Uh, Adam Boquist, another very good young defenseman, uh, formerly of the Chicago Blackhawks for the Columbus Blue Jackets, only 22 years old. He is on the injury shelf. Um and he's on long-term injured reserve. I actually don't know if he's supposed to miss the entire season, but he's on LTIR. Uh, up front, Jacob Voracek, who's still a decent player at this stage in his NHL career. He's out for the entire season. Other players that are on the shelf as they enter to play the Sabres. Jake Bean, Nick Blatenberg, Justin Danforth. These are not world beaters, but they are guys that the Blue Jackets have in their lineup. So that list of injuries... Huge reason why. By the way, Boquist was six weeks. So Boquist, six weeks. Jake Bean, out indefinitely. So huge reason why they are where they are is due to injuries, despite the fact that I do think their injury, their roster build was flawed from the get-go. Excuse me as I get a chug of water. Still dealing with a, a little bit of a loss of voice and a bit of a throat issue here. But anyways, the Blue Jackets lineup for Wednesday night against the Buffalo Sabres. The blue line with the injuries, Wierenski, Bean, and Boquist, it is the worst in hockey. For me, it's not even close. They are the worst blue line in hockey going right now. Top pair, Vladislav Gavrikov and Marcus Bjork. Woof. Second pair, Tim Burney and Eric Gabranson. Eric Gabranson might be the worst defenseman in hockey. And then third pair, excuse me, geez, third pair, Gavin Bayreuther and Andrew Peak. I know I'm not pronouncing it's Bayreuther, I think, uh, correctly. That is just a horrendous blue line, horrific blue line, uh, and it's their Achilles heel. Up front, Boone Jenner centering the top line with Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Line. It's a good line one. Line two, Jack Roslovich, a player I've always been a fan of, with Gustav Nyquist and Kent Johnson, formerly of Michigan. 
third third line, Cole Sillinger, Kirill Marchenko, and Igor Chinikov. And then fourth pair line, uh, Sean Corrali, Matthew Oliver, and Eric Robinson. Their forward group's actually not that bad. They don't score a lot of goals. They scored the second fewest goals in hockey uh, per game. But their forward group on paper doesn't look that bad. They're just not really uh, getting the results. Um, in fact, goals total, are they dead last? I think they might be dead last. They are, they're not, they're not dead last. Where are they? They are sixth from the bottom, fifth from the bottom uh, in terms of uh, goal scored. Uh, so anyways, that's the Blue Jackets lineup. And Jonas Salo is expected to be between the pipes for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Once thought of as a trade candidate, even for the Sabres, um, Salo has really fallen off the map. Uh, not even close to the goaltender that he once was. Uh, his his partner in crime, uh, Elvis Merzlikens, by far is worse. He is actually the worst goaltender in hockey this season. He is 70th out of 70 goalies that qualify uh, in terms of goals saved above expected. And uh, Corpus Salo, uh, meanwhile, I don't see him listed. I don't think he's played enough games to qualify, uh, honestly. But Corpus Salo will be between the pipes for the Blue Jackets on Wednesday night. Um, Dead last in the East. It's just a, it's a bad team. It's a bad build, and it's a game the Sabres should win. When we come back, my favorite bets of the night. Sabres are favored in this game. So we'll go through the lines. We'll go through the odds. I got a prop bet that I like for this game, and I got a trend that <laughs> is obvious about these two teams going into Wednesday night. That's ahead here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Welcome back. Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. We are brought to you by betonline.net, your number one source for all your sports betting information, all season long uh, information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football and the NFL to basketball, the World Cup, esports. They've really got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. Betonline, where the game starts. And for our betting segment, here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, we are heading over to betonline.net to find uh, to find some odds and some lines that I like for tonight's game, Sabres and Blue Jackets. The Sabres are favored in this game for only the sixth time all season. They are 3-2 and two, uh, when they are favored this season. Um, and in fact, this is uh, maybe the first time they've been favored on the road. All season, let me double check that real quick. The Sabres are, excuse me, they're four and three, by the way, as a favorite. And I don't have that here, but I think it's the first time that they are favored uh, on the road all year. So the trend that's apparent about these two teams coming into this game is looking at the over. The over-under for this game is set at six and a half. The juice is on the over at minus 131. So you bet 131 to win 100. Now, looking at the over in this game, more than six and a half goals scored between the two teams. The Sabres have hit the over this season 15 of 25 times, 15 times in 25 games, and four in a row, four in a row have hit the over for the Sabres. Now, on the other hand, the Blue Jackets have hit the under six times in a row. So something's got to give. But the season as a whole, the Blue Jackets, especially at home, have been hitting the over. 
at Nationwide Arena in Columbus, the over has hit 10 of 15 times. So 10 of 15 Columbus home games have gone over, and the over tonight is set at six and a half goals. The Sabres, of course, playing this high event hockey. Um, not great goaltending on either side. You can see this one going uh, more than six and a half goals. The prop bet that I like for tonight's game. Tage Thompson over one and a half points. That's plus 181 at bet online. If you're looking at some of the prop bets, one and a half points, all the power play minutes you need, the best line going right now on the Sabres, one of the best lines in hockey, two points for Tage Thompson. I'm in for me. That's a bet on him crossing. That's uh, for him. <clears throat> excuse me for him crossing, you know, like the 90 point threshold when you really boil down the odds plus 81 at over one and a half points. I like Thompson tonight to get two points or more. 730 puck drop. Don't forget it's a TNT game, not MSG. So nationally televised against the Columbus Blue Jackets. We will talk about it after the game is over and that will be on tomorrow's show. So thanks everybody for listening and enjoy the game. We'll talk to you tomorrow uh, after Sabres and Blue Jackets here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Locked on sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you, by the way, for bailing with me, uh, bailing or uh, sticking with me uh, with uh, me losing my voice here a little bit. Talk to you tomorrow.